to Daily Life London. Uh, sorry it's been so long since I did the last one. Just between the heat and things at home, it's been quite busy, so I've not really had the time to, to do it. Um, but hopefully I'll get at least a couple done in the next week or so. So I said last time we'll talk about um, matching and placement in this one. So I'm going to cover that in terms of how we moved on from the loss of our early permanence baby um, to, to kind of start our journey again and then um, up to placement. So yeah, um, so January after Christmas, we like, you know, got ourselves some headspace. We decided that we wanted to start talking to our social worker again about what placement would look like. We'd convinced ourselves that siblings was the right way to go this time because quite frankly, we were absolutely sick of the process. Um, we had such a lack of trust in what was going on. We didn't, and we knew we wanted more than one. We didn't want to go through it twice again. Um, but we spoke to our social worker. They kind of talked through with us some, you know, different profiles to get our brains thinking about the needs of those children. Um, and I think upon doing that, well, me more quickly decided that one child was more appropriate, and then. A little bit afterwards, my partner did the same thing, and I think the reality is that siblings will ultimately come probably with some more issues. Um, one will be older, invariably. Uh, they potentially have probably been with birth family and then removed and moved to foster care and etc. And given everything we've been through, we felt we wanted something that was slightly more straightforward and that within our kind of resilience levels we could cope with. But we equally didn't want to be waiting around forever because I think we've been so stung that we, we perhaps never would have done it again. So so anyway, so we started looking at these profiles um, and the little one that we now have was one of the first ones we saw. Um, I'm pretty convinced our social worker knew that, that that was the one for us from day one, but presented us equally with multiple options to really make us think about things. Um, when we sat on it, you know, I went away uh, for a few days, and uh, which was planned, and we talked about it over the phone, and then we had another conversation with um, our social worker about some other kids that had come along, and we kept we, were, we just weren't warming to any, but this one, um, this one is toddler, um, and had been in foster care since birth, and one foster care placement, so had had a really good grounding, a really good. Um, you know, no issues associated. They'd had quite a lot of contact in the beginning, uh, but not so much. It was once a month at the time at which we got involved. Um, the problem was they'd had, I think what had scared people off, and considering there aren't many adoptive parents from what I can hear at the moment that are available for the children, um, was a lot of mental health issues in the birth of mother and father. And, you know, if you looked at it on paper, it was quite scary, but for people like myself and my partner who are, you know, we're not scared by mental health, we, we want to try and understand in more detail what it was. We it kind of didn't put us off, it just meant we wanted to understand more first. Um, so we had a phone call with the, um, the social worker and the child social worker, and they kind of talked us through what they knew. So a lot of it was reading between the lines for her and for us, <laughs> um, because they had been recently assigned the case. Um, but they had met with the birth family, so they gave us a level of insight into who they were. Birth family had been known to social services uh, and the system, if you like, for since they were kids, so they'd gone through their own trauma. Um, and 
we quickly decided that we weren't phased by these issues and, and we felt we could cope with what might come but actually perhaps a lot you know our opinion not social services but apparently a lot of what happened to the birth mother and father have been as a result of their circumstances when they were growing up and I think that's how that led them to become the way they've become um, and so we asked to pre-meet um, we insisted on pre-meet we really wanted to make sure that that happened given everything that happened to us that we were really clear and confident in what we were doing um, and it's quite common to do pre-meets now anyway so we did the pre-meet um, and that went really well I think we put a guard up before to say we'd be fine if we walked out and we didn't you know and there was a problem that came up because there were some medical issues we were waiting on but we you know I, for me personally I was just like that child is the one for me and they were just super sweet really gentle um, just lovely and just felt really right and they always say you'll know when you know and I thought that was such a weird statement and how would you know from a piece of paper and I think we knew less from a piece of paper because of what had happened to us before but the moment I met them I was like yeah I, I've got it um, and they obviously are built at that age to instinctively be endearing um, I think so <laughs> that nature and kind of um, biology has a part to play in that I think um, so we we asked to proceed um, and we we gone to the kind of team meeting to agree the match within the local authority and that was agreed and panel was then scheduled and um, we were waiting to go to panel upon one medical appointment which we wanted to know the result for uh, first I had a little bit of drama with that but ultimately we got the result and that we were allowed to go because we'd done a few pre-meets at that point um, and that was really valuable actually because we felt part of that process this is the one outstanding condition if you like um, that was known of and we felt a real part of what that and we could speak to the consultant and have a lot of confidence in what the future held for that which was that it was really a non-issue um, which was great so um, we then had panel booked and we started agreeing a transition plan given we'd already met the child a few times it was agreed we needed to continue to do that which was quite beneficial overall I think for our transition because they'd known us for probably five or six weeks before they moved in here um, we went to panel and then immediately started up like a, a two-week intense transition kind of handover um, that was kind of Monday to Friday because we had some pre-arranged stuff at weekends which the social workers were fine with because we'd already spent so much time with them and started to build up that rapport and it was going well already from what we'd had so we'd had good feedback Foster care was superb and is superb, really amazing, very welcoming to us, very supportive, really let us kind of do the things we needed to do without being overbearing, but also kind of gave us a nudge if that's what we needed. And that was really good. You didn't feel, well, I think one of the things about transition is you, you, you're so worried about going in someone else's home and being watched and ultimately are being assessed. You know, they do feedback to the child social worker. So that does happen. And I've heard you know, some really good and really bad experiences about transition, but luckily for us, we had a really good transition and we still see foster carer now and they're known as Auntie X um, when they come over. And that's really positive, I think, because they'll be able to tell the child a lot about their, what they know about what happened when they were first placed with them out of hospital, which, you know, as much as we've been told the information, it's not first hand to us. Um, we were asked to meet the birth parents, which I think is probably in the scale of petrified in this process, number one. Number two was probably first panel to be approved as adopters. Um, and number three, 
maybe the second panel, but you feel a bit more confident in the second panel. Um, so we did, and I'll talk about that in my next uh, next episode, uh, because I think that's enough to cover in its own right. So yeah, so we did a two-week transition. First week was intense at the foster care, second week at ours, and they moved in at the end of the second week. Um, and I remember we went and picked them up in the first thing in the morning, brought them home, did lunch, did nap, got up, went to Sainsbury's, came home, did dinner, bath time, bed, and before we knew it, a child was living with us and the rest of our lives had changed. Um, it's amazing how quickly, if it was really slow when you're going through it, it's how quickly that transition actually goes. And the moment they're here, it's like they've never not been here to take over the whole house, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but you know, quite a change and adjustment for you. Um, and I think you kind of get to that day and a huge amount of emotion built into that day because you've spent a year, two years, three years, depending on your adoption journey, building to that point. Us particularly, you know, we'd, we'd been down that road before, we'd already had a child and they'd been removed, so there was a lot riding. And there still is for us, because it's not over till it's over, so until our adoption order is through, which is currently waiting on a court day at the moment, as much as we know we're in a good place, we, we don't count our chickens and we're not, you know, we're, we're still waiting for that official piece of paper that says they are now ours legally and new birth certificate comes out. Um, so yeah, so transition, get on well with your foster carer. They've looked after your child. They know your child. You've got to make sure that relationship works. Um, get plenty of rest beforehand, as much around it as you can. Get your friends to come and cook you dinner, bring you wine, do your cleaning, because you will be physically, mentally exhausted. Um, it's just happy. You don't think you will, but you will be, because it's just such a change to your life. You don't realise how much it takes of your physical and emotional energy. Um, and don't, that you won't get the moments back. So sometimes just take a breath when it's happening. Try not to be too nervous. The foster carer is there to support you as well as check that you're, you know, you're okay. So use those things. Make sure you speak to your social worker. If you're unsure about something or you want some help with something, speak to your friends. Don't feel like you have to be perfect because this is not about perfect parenting. This is about good parenting and an ability to understand being in tune with that child's needs. Ultimately, um, we're all learning as we go. So yeah, um, so next time I'm going to talk about meeting the birth parents, which is a really interesting one. Um, so yeah, thanks very much.